good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Ungakudu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of July 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Kaylin, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hey, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginky's indeed. It's been a while since all three of us have been on the same episode. It has. Last time I was sick and couldn't talk, and on top of that, I actually lost power. How you guys been? What you guys been listening to as of late? Let's start with you, Luna, because we missed you over the last couple weeks. Okay, so... I haven't been listening to as much just because I've been stuck in training classes at work, but when I am not, I've actually been watching some Japanese concerts, so I consider that listening because... It, they also make great background music, and it's a great way to, you know, just branch out a little and, and see them live. So one of the things was Akanishi Jin, and I haven't listened to Akanishi Jin in a while, and I remember him from his cartoon days and some of his solo work I've been on and off on. So I actually watched his Yellow Gold Tour, and... It was very interesting because he did a U.S. tour at this, and this was in 2011. He actually was, like, in Chicago, New York, and all that stuff, which is pretty cool. But it it was, it was had some great songs, and I'm really sad because none of them are on Apple. I'm very, very depressed about that because this was when he was under a different label, and it was Johnny's, and yeah, so they're not on there. But I love his song, at Wonder, featuring Crystal K, and it was one I hadn't listened to before, and hearing it live was great. No Crystal K live. But just hearing Jin's vocals and seeing his dancing and and all that, it really got me back into Akanishi Jin. So I actually was listening to those best albums he released back in back in like twenty twenty. So it's been really nice going back to some of his music. I do wish all of it was on Apple. I also checked out uh, I went back on an Ayumi kick, mainly because I watched her A Nation on Live in 2020 she did, where she did songs like I Dreamed a Dream, and it was mainly summer-based ones, so she did like July 1st, and her Sunrise Sunset, and and I love her live, she puts on such a good show, and on top of that, I love her summer songs. She has so many good summer songs, and I do recommend checking out her A Summer Best album because it's a compilation of all her best summer songs. And Happening Here was one of the originals that was released on that, and that is a magnificent song. Bluebird, Glitter, I mean, she just has so many nice, upbeat ones that just put you in a really good mood. And I just love that. Also, a lot of Millet. Millet just announced the release of her new album, 5 a.m., and y'all know I went back on my millet kick because I do love her. And I actually went back to a lot of her older tracks from when I got into her, like Inside You, Us. Um, Grab the Air is still one of my top tracks by her. And Parachute, Dome, Wonderland. And just listening to her, she's just an artist I absolutely love. And I'm looking forward to her new album, 5 a.m. I did already pre-order a copy, so I'm very excited about that. Then I also actually watched a Kodokumi fan club tour. I am behind in some of my Kodokumi stuff and watching it, and it was her in tour 
from 2018. So this actually got me back to listen to her end album again. And there are a couple songs I actually forgot about, like Haircut. I forgot about that track and I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about this one. I really like this one. And it was just nice listening to that. And it got me, after I listened to And, I went back to DNA because they really are a great coupling albums that go hand in hand. So I felt like it was just a, and actually Haircut is on DNA. My bad. Sorry. And had It's My Life, Party, which, and I forgot about It's My Life because that was one of my top tracks off that album. And just re-listening to it, seeing it live, just brought back those, oh my gosh, this is so great. Can't get you out of my head. I mean, she just has so many good songs that I absolutely love. So it was a nice revisit, to be honest. And then as far as non, I also was doing Utada. I went back to Utada. I listened to her Bohemian Summer Concert from 2000. And seeing a very young Utada perform live was just really nice. And she did two renditions of First Love. And y'all know First Love's like my favorite song. I got extremely teary-eyed listening to it and watching it. But it was just nice seeing a lot of the you know her old songs like automatic i have been obsessed with that so it just fulfilled my need watching that um also nissi released a new track called rendezvous that is phenomenal i have had that one on repeat as well i also went back and listened to some arashi mainly because i created a new summer playlist so in the summer turning up we can make it made my list for there which has been very nice also was listening to Utakata Summer by Takeuchi Anna. And then I also put some Beverly on. I was listening to her Despacito. As I just, I love her vocals in that. I just think she's such a good vocalist and it fits very well. I also discovered a new artist called Pool. And their album too is phenomenal. Metro and 19 Air are like my two top tracks off that and they did release a new song as well that i do recommend called night step but i've gotten very into them as well and then i'm still listening to cream's new album chapters ready for summer obviously made my summer playlist along with my typical summer cream songs that i always have to do some bonnie pink catch the sun perfect sky give me a beat my usual summer tracks so mainly a lot of summer type of things and a few new things here and there as well Hidomi's new song is also phenomenal that she just came out with and that one is I don't know why I lost I just the title is definitely different um 246 since it's a number I I don't want to call it wrong but her it's a ballad and I haven't heard anything in a little bit from Hiromi. She had one other digital single earlier this year as well called Game Over, which is really good. But I love 246 as it really is a great showcase of her vocals. And then I've also been listening to a artist called Lil Summer. And I discovered her because of her name. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, she sounds interesting. So a lot of her tracks are in English which surprised me 
but her album Rojo is really good and that just dropped in March so I was pleasantly surprised my favorite track off that right now is My Love and Baby Blue so yeah those are just some of the new ones I've been listening to and Gray what about you what have you been listening to Yeah, so uh, I have been listening to a little bit. I, I've been kind of busy late like you, Luna. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to listen to as much as I would really like. Uh, but I have been listening to a little bit, uh, starting off with Honeycomb uh, by Ayumu uh, Imazu. Uh, this is his latest single. And, um, you know, if you pay attention to the site, uh, we covered him on Music Corner um, about a month or two ago. And... Uh, I've really been up, you know, keeping up with him and just kind of following his releases. And uh, I really like Honeycomb. I think it's really good. And like I said, this is his latest release. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, so I've been listening to uh, Kaho's latest single, which is called Tokyo. And it's really good. It's a nice little uh, rap number uh, with some nice R&B backing. Uh, and I've been really enjoying that. Uh, I I know I know it was not a big hit last episode, but I've still been listening to All About You and Lonely from the uh, Ding Ding Dong EP that Ballistic Boys <laughs> dropped. All right. I I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I've also been listening to uh, Kenya Fujita's latest single, which is called Starry Eyed, and it's really good too. Actually, I think he just dropped a something more current, but uh, I've not checked that one out yet. But Starry Eyed is still relatively new, and it's really good. Uh, I really recommend that. Uh, and the other thing I've been listening to is I've discovered a new artist, and he just dropped an album it's called swing a soul and the artist the, the name of the album is called swing a soul and the artist is called three house and i really like it uh i've really been enjoying his swing his swing a soul album uh his track it starts off with like alone which is really good and it goes into what about you and it's really good, uh, and it's again. I've, I don't know why, but I kind of been vibing like this, this like R and B thing for a while now. I don't know why. I've just kind of been in that mood, and he he's kind of in that same wheelhouse, so to speak. Uh, I will warn you if you do check him out. He does a little auto tuning, but it's not to me. It's not unbearable. But I know everyone has like different tolerance levels of auto tuning, but. Uh, still, I really like this, and uh, I've had a, a lot of fun with it. And it has been for the past week and a half my go-to listen. Like if I need to listen to something, I'll just put on this, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. So that's what I've been listening to as of late. Uh, what have you been listening to, Ken? So I've been listening to "Spinning Glow" by Inezukenshi that just came out like I want to say a week or two ago. So that's been really good. It's it's a fairly slow tempo song, so he doesn't usually go into his Kenshi isms, let's just say that much. It's a very slow melody song, so I think you would actually like this song. <laughs> Great. All right, cool. I'll have to check that one out. Is it kind of 
obviously it's not going to be like lady, but is it kind of like a long like uh, actually never mind. That's a really bad question. Ignore that question. Uh, yeah, I'll have to check it out. I'll, I'll have to check it out. I'll just say it, that. It, it, it's, it's a very basic. Uh, part of my French. It's a basic bitch ass melody because it's just piano and like a drum. It's 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 literally that's all. It's very very basic for him. So, but overall, it's really really good though because you know as much crap we give Kenshi with his Kenshiisms when he does really focus on a track that he really wants to do and kind of has a message to tell he does that very very well am, am, am I right in saying that? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, you're no, 100... I was, I... yeah you're right in saying that <laughs> no you I, are I thought, I thought the Kenji fan would want to say something so I didn't say anything <laughs> no you were right in saying that and I need to listen to his new track. I have not yet, and I love Kenshi. I think I've just been a little reluctant and worry, but I'm very... I don't know. I, I I like it when he does his basic, you know, type of thing, because he still makes it work, and you still love him for it. Well, then again, I haven't even listened to um, Mo- Moon Gazing yet, which is the Final Fantasy sixteen song. So... And apparently that's also really good. But. But besides that going on up, I was also listening to Souvenir with their Castaway Program EP with their song, specifically Sugary. That's also really good. Souvenir has been a, a group that I've been kind of keeping my eye on. We also have Free Sin with their lovely album, um, Free, also named Free Stand, but to, specifically the Mangenjo no Sorani has actually been really good. I've been really listening to a lot of rock, actually. If it wasn't Kenchi, it was usually rock. I was also listening to Hanamichi with their single Hanam, uh, wait, Kobushi, that's actually really, really good. Hanamichi is another song or another band that I've been kind of keeping my eye on as well. There's also Akabane no New Romantics. I think you would like this, Gray, because of the fact that it is going to be part of a Tokusatsu song, one of the local Tokusatsu groups. So. Oh, cool! I, I've always heard good stuff about like the local Tokusatsu stuff, so I'd I'd be willing to check that out. Yeah. So there's also that. I was also listening to uh, Monoclove with Goodbye with Ensemble because I've been loving what the with Ensembles have been doing as of late. So there's that. Uh, and then a little bit aside because to prepare for their upcoming Japanese single for Unforgiven, I've been listening to to a lot of... Or not Unforgiven, Fragile for uh les seraphim and i've been listening to a lot of them as well so actually revisited their their fearless single so 
I really like them a lot, and I'm kind of jealous that you picked up that special edition of their new album. But their their fearless single is really good. I still think the B side is like the best track on it. Blue flame. Oh yeah, blue, blue but, flame is blue flame is probably their, in my opinion, their best song. Even like if you listen to Unforgiven, like you know, th- here's the thing. Like we can kind of go into a whole thing of specifically La Seraphim here. Um, they're one of the groups that I've been very interested to see what they are going to do right now because they waver that line very, very well. Actually, you're the perfect person I needed to talk to this about because they waver the lane very well of what Twice is doing and then what the other K-pop girl groups are doing when they have to go fairly dance-heavy. And I kind of like that they they can do both specifically. Yeah, and I think they can do both well, and I am looking forward to see what they'll do. I like that they have less members than Twice, and I love Twice, and I think they do what they do very well. But I also like La Seraphim because they do have less members, and I'm very curious, future-wise, and hearing a lot of the tracks they've done thus far has impressed me quite a bit, and I feel like it's been a while since a k-pop group has done that minus twice has really got me that interested and i do think blue flame is their best song but i think in general i'm curious how they're gonna do their style are they gonna keep more upbeat tracks or are they gonna do a good mix to even it out and it always it's always very interesting watching those groups and see which way they'll go like Specifically, if when they do do Fear Not, because it's one of their top songs in the Unforgiven album into Japanese, it'd be very interesting to hear that in Japanese as well, because it is a very, it, it's not like a, their other songs. It's a very slow beat, a very simple composition with just their vocal strengths. And it really shows how these girls are really master of their craft with their vocal range. And this is coming from someone that used to be in AKB or in in the 48 system with Sakura, so. Yeah, I, I would like to hear, and I know I'd like to hear them do a full Japanese album, turn their Korean album, Unfor- Unforgivable, into that. But I also would like them to see when they do a Japanese album is to not only do Japanese versions of their Korean songs, but I'm looking forward to a lot of them them doing original songs as well. Yes, it'll be very interesting to see their original songs as well because of the fact that they do have two Japanese nationals in that group. So it it will be mostly them picking up the slack for the Japanese side. But it's very interesting because, you know, with Korean and Japanese, it's grammatically, it's fairly similar. But so it'll be very interesting to see how the other two girls that are Korean nationals. I mean, there is one American girl in, in, in that group as well. So it'll be very interesting or one mainly English speaking girl in that group. So, but regardless, besides that, I've been listening to, let's see here to pick it on up it is ditzy sunfist with punk rock princess again that ep is phenomenal carry on is phenomenal i would highly recommend you listen to that especially because you used to really like ditzy sunfist back in the day gray so 
Yeah, and honestly, they've they've been on my mind as of late. Like I'll be like riding down the road, and I'll be like, man, you know, it's been it's it's been a minute since I've listened to Dizzy Sunfist. So uh, they have been on my mind. Uh, I just I have not gotten back around to checking them out. But uh, it I, it's on my short on my list of things to do. So on the the very, near the very top. So should get around to that soon because I did love Dizzy Sunfist. I love the uh, the lead vocalist. I thought she was I always thought she was fantastic. Yeah, Aya has is an amazing fun, uh, vocalist here, and you know with that, like I said, their kid. Whenever whenever that kid becomes of age to be musically inclined, I mean you know one half the guitarist of Overworld and the lead vocalist and. And rhythm guitarist for Ditsy Sunfist, hell, that that's that's musical talent all in one right there. So, but with that, yeah, the deck is definitely stacked in that kid's favor. <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is. With that, let's continue on today's topic here. And as it is July or the end of July here, we are pretty much halfway through the year, and you know this is a first for us. But we'll be talking about. You know, a couple other songs that had made our our tops, so to speak, for the for the year so far. So, with that, Luna, why don't you pick your third song of the year as of right now? So, as of right now, my third song of the year is Hamasaki Ayumi's "Not Remember You." And so this released back in January as part of her newest album, Remember You. And it is, it, it is a song that's very, how do you say it? I guess you could say harder. It's more of her rock style, a heavier track. And for those of you who've followed IU's career for since she started or even a good while or listen to most of her career you'll notice that she always does go back to this style and i personally love it when she goes in the heavier side because i mean you can hear all her emotions in general but the heavier ones do resonate with me i mean there's several albums of hers you can hear the heaviness that really stood out I would definitely say it starts around her My Story, Memorial Address Days, and then you hear it in Misunderstood, Secret, Rock and Roll Circus. Those albums I'm just going to name specifically because they really stick out to me. But her Not Remember You just brought me back to that time period it per se, but it also, you know it's IU. It's not just heavier. It also, you feel a little bit of the Euro style still because she's always had that with her. And I like her vocals in it because all the things I use been through, you ha- you can easily hear a change in her vocals throughout the years. And with her pretty much almost being 100% deaf, and I feel like with every year, I feel like she is going to go deaf, her vocals still sound great. And I love how Not Remember You starts out because you hear the power in her voice. You also hear the power in her lyrics because this is a personal song for her. And I love that. That's one of the reasons it resonated with me and all her songs she writes herself. But this one resonated specifically with me because I knew the backstory behind it as well. And she wrote this in spite of seeing something her friend went through and someone she cut out of her life for what they did. 
And I'm not going to go into details on that, but those of you following Instagram will know. You hear the lyrics, you'll know. But I love it for that reason, and it has stuck with me since January. And honestly, her whole Remember You album has stuck with me in general. It is just so well put together, but Not Remember You was the highlight of that album for me, and it was one I wasn't expecting. I knew a lot of the other previously released tracks on there, so I was prepared for those. I already love them. But this was one when I heard it, I immediately am like, oh my god, I love this. And it actually got me to buy her album right away. And I looked at and got the fan club exclusive, which is no longer in print. So I just feel like this is one it resonated me in general on many levels. And it stuck with me since the beginning of the year. And I give her props for that. I mean, And she's also an artist that's near and dear to my heart as well. But I am curious to hear what both of you think of it. I know we've covered IU in the past. And it's been a while since she's actually released a full-length studio album since um, Made in Japan, which came out in like 2016. So yeah, what did Ken, I'm going to start with you just because I know you have been listening to more IU lately and you're very familiar with her early career. Yeah, mostly her early stuff, but it, it was very interesting listening listening to Not Remember You. And, you know, IU always has two sides of her, her coin, so to speak. Her usual vocal heavy pop style, you know, that I've, I've fell in love with. And her a little bit more, her electronica techno style, which she usually does every so often and this obviously falls into the latter here and but one of the things that you say it's more alternative than like alternative techno yeah i I guess so but for for me like it's still like when we were talking off air gray brought up a fairly fey point of this being fairly eurobeat style and that reminds me of that style that techno style so and obviously the the one thing that is going to be very, very apparent when you first look at this song, especially on Apple Music, you'll see that it has an E on it, explicit on it. And you'll be thinking, why the hell does it have an explicit on it? And then you hear her say the first couple lines, and then you understand why. <laughs> and that was something that A, I wasn't ready for, <laughs> to be honest, and be very surprising for, for IU to to do that but you know after hearing the context of what this song was about yeah it makes sense <laughs> uh, yeah no uh n- not remember you by ayumi hamazaki is a is a very interesting track and it definitely does leave a impression there's a fierceness a ferocity uh, to this song, and once you know why it's written, it, it all it all makes sense. It, the like you know, just the the pieces fill in, and uh, I was like, oh okay, this makes sense because I do remember you know we artist spotlight Ayumi Hamazaki, and I was like you know I was like man, this is just a little bit of an edgier side to her than I had remembered. So I was I, I thought it was a little bit out of place but then luna kind of explained the song to me i was like oh, okay I, I i can see where it's coming from and yeah you can definitely when you listen to it uh like in like the background of it like it's part of like 
I don't want to say like the baseline, but like just part of the song's DNA is kind of like a Eurobeat sort of feel to it. Uh, so it definitely leans into that a little bit, but it really brings in like this kind of rock intensity to it as well, which is very interesting. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I enjoyed this for what, for what it is, and uh, I thought it was very interesting. So uh, I can definitely see why Luna picked this and why it's one of her favorite songs of the year. So far. So far. So far. I, I, I'll need to, I need to start adding so far. It's like the second or third time I haven't said so far. So far, this is number three. I can see why it's... Uh, and uh, I, I'm, I am very curious to see if it's still going to be in her top three at the end of the year. Or top five. Could fall out entirely. You never know. Yep, we got several. We still got many months to go, and who knows what will release till then. With that, let's let's start with your third song of the year so far, Gray. So my my third song and is a song that I, I've really enjoyed uh, since it dropped, uh, and it's Topaz by Milk. Uh, now I know Milk is, they have a reputation, they've earned that reputation as being like this, always kind of the samey sort of upbeat vocal, uh, boy group. And, uh, Topaz to me, uh, was a shift in that direction. It was a slightly shift from that. Because uh, they've had a couple of releases that have been a bit more vocal intensive. Uh, I'm My mind is drawn a blank as the other release. Because they did drop a ballad that is really gorgeous as well. But I, if you've been a listener of the show long enough, if you know me, you know I'm, I'm a bit more of a sucker for these upbeat numbers. So uh, I've, I've gravitated toward Topaz over time. And uh, this is one that I... I go back to a lot since it dropped. Uh, I I love it. I love the vocal work done in this. It is a little bit more of an upbeat song, but it's toned back from, you know, like, because, you know, they used to be like 10 and so like, this is like a seven on energy level. It's like, they're not maxing the energy charts. It's there, it's present, but it's not overblowing it at all. It's and more like it, an it's more like an upbeat style of composition. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not a high energy one. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. And and it, it works so well for me. I think their vocals in this are really good. Like you know, they're at their best. And I think Milk has been on a tear as of late. And I am very eager to see what they drop next because. Uh, like the last couple of singles they've dropped have been a bit more in a vo- like a vocal heavy direction, which is what I have been looking for from this group. Uh, and uh, I think they've been delivering because I, kn- I knew they could do it and it, it has worked so well. And I, like I said, I've been loving Topaz ever since it dropped and uh, I've absolutely adored the song. Uh, but I'm eager to hear what you guys think about it. So let's start with you, Ken. Uh, what did you think of Topaz by Mill? Well, if you want to hear my initial reaction to that, just listen to my reaction when he brought it up two months ago. <laughs> I, it's it's all right, personally. Like I, I don't know. 
See, see, I have gripes with how you compare it with vocal heavy here. Because, like I said, that composition is still fairly upbeat and stuff like that. That's the only thing that I'm a little bit perturbed. But besides that, I thought it was just an okay song. And Melk has been doing a lot of good things as of late. And this is, this is one of them. Topaz is one of them. And... Overall, I think that if you are a fan of Milk, this is a great release, to be honest. And one that, even if you're not a Milk fan, I think would be a, a fairly good song to listen to. Yeah, so I agree. I was surprised about this. I mean, I really did enjoy it. And I kind of, in a sense, had forgotten about Milk. About, not Milk. I know Milk. Uh, Gray loves them, but I meant of Topaz and re-listening to Topaz and I will say in the car with a good speaker system made a big difference versus listening to them on my cell phone. I will say a lot of times I listen to Apple on my cell, not through a Bluetooth speaker, but actually hearing them in my car while I was driving, hearing their vocals, I thought it was very, very good. I actually really liked it. I will say there are times it felt kind of typical milk that you know you know what you're expecting but at the same time I also appreciated their vocals and the slowness of it and I felt like it was just something I really needed and I mean it might not be one I'll listen to all the time but I still think it's a solid track and I can totally see why it made your top three as of right now gray it, it's a very well done song and as soon as I heard it I just knew I'm like okay this totally screams gray I totally I see why this has been one of his most played songs so far yeah and and I do want to say uh can I every and Luna too to, to some degree I think your criticisms are very fair of this song I, I don't think you know milk is kind of reinventing the wheel or you know redefining who they are. I think what they're doing is taking baby steps in in, in a new direction. Yeah, well, uh, and the, the thing is too, but for for me, they're probably the best aside from um, boys 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 and men out of the male idol industry that isn't related to Johnny's that is doing very well. Look how long Milk has done has gone out as a career. There are boy groups that have gone out tried to do something different and then fail completely and then end up not continuing color creations is one of them honestly to to a unfortunate point there as much as we loved color creations and we had the unofficial six member here for color creation they unfortunately got broken up after what four years i want to say I, yeah what well, four years two albums yeah. yeah, give or give or take, but milk, milk, yeah. and boys and men for for that stain of time has outlast a majority of these boy auto groups that have come out and still keep selling fairly well. Milk sells very very well, so not not to say that you know they're they're bad or anything, but just that for the male idol industry, they are probably the next runner ups right after Johnny's. You know, I have not contextualized that, but I think you're right because, because in, in my mind, you know, I'm thinking uh, 
like ballistic boys and generations, but they're not idol groups. So, technically, so they are to, not. They are not to, idol. Uh, <laughs> technically, yeah. they're not. They might have so, a so, fan so, group that is idol like, but they are not idols technically. <laughs> Yeah, and and that and see that that's the mistake I keep making. So when you were making the point that you know when it comes to male idol groups, uh, they, you know, they have been, they have really stood the test of time. Because uh, uh, remember High Five, like how big, how like huge of a fan I was of High Five, and they had three singles release and that's it they have not done anything since yeah and even i mean yeah and i i will say milk i give them props for that because they have stood the test of time and i feel like part of it is their vocals has shown that and despite them not being idle they've done very well and i i appreciate that i mean they might not like ken said be changing anything you know doing anything new they're doing what they do but they're they know what works and what sells and that's what stuck them together and kept them in the industry so long they know what fans want i feel i'm glad they found something that works for them yeah with that let's let's continue on to my third song of the year so far and that is it is going to be bluebird by by shin sakura featuring like a lubite and yeah, no, there's not much I can say that I haven't said two months ago when we did our our collab artist of the year so far for 2023 that is not going to probably be repeated in that episode. You know, upon first listen, I fell in love with this song instantly to the point that well, <laughs> three days before we recorded that episode, I didn't even know what the song was, and it instantly became my top song, and ended up being on that episode for our collab episode. And that tells you how much I fell in love with this song. Everything worked. The transition, the vocals from from Micah looked really, really good. The composition that Sakura does for Micah is really good, and just brings you into this trance-like state. And it's just absolutely amazing. And I gotta point out that this is technically the longest song in my list here, but it feels like it just blows by in an instant. I 100% agree with you because, Ken, also, I... This was a runner-up for me already. And as soon as I also heard Bluebird... This became an instant on all my playlists. I added it to my summer 2023 playlist. And there's not much more I can say that I haven't said because I fell in love with this one. And I think me and you probably listened to it about the same time because when you shared it with me, I had just, I heard it not too long ago and I was going to share it with you. So it ended up working out, but I absolutely love Bluebird. I love the beat. I love Micah's vocals. She is absolutely fabulous. I love the composition. I think her and Shin Sakura just made for this perfect collaboration. And this is easily a top shoot for the end of the year in general. I think this is one that stuck stuck with me as well that I instantly snapped my fingers and like, this is amazing. I will say I came so close to putting it on my top three for the year, but I also had a gut feeling you chose it. So I'm like, I have other ones that I love just as much, 
but Bluebird, it, I cannot say how mu- how much I do love this track, and it is such an easy listening one that you listen to it, and you'll listen to it again and again because it just goes by so quickly, but it doesn't. It's just one of those, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's unforgettable in a sense, but you also want to keep listening to it because it's that good. Yeah, no, I remember when Ken picked this for his uh, favorite collaborations uh, episode as well. And it, it, I again, I liked it when we did it, when we covered that episode. Now, I have not been listening to it to the same degree uh, my co-hosts have. Uh, but I really liked it then and going back and re-listening to it uh, for this episode was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it again. And it is, it's a really good episode. It's a really good song and it does... Even though it's clocks in at just under four minutes, like it does not overstay its welcome. Uh, and honestly, you don't really realize the time passing by when you listen to it. Uh, and they really do like this interesting thing where it, it's an upbeat song with kind of like mellow vocals. Uh, it's doing like some weird cross thing that it works like like you know on paper i don't like i don't think this song would work at all but when you listen to it it all comes together so well and it's done so expertly that i you know just props to shin sakurai and um micah lobete uh for um you know it works it 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 works so well and uh this is a great track and i I can easily see why ken picked this for his number three so i i think this is an awesome pick yeah with that let's continue on to our second song of the year so far let's start with you luna so mine was difficult because one and two can easily be switched any day it depends how i'm feeling But my number two is Water by Sincere. So Sincere is an artist I actually discovered this year, and I absolutely fell head over heels in love with her music. Her vocals are just phenomenal. And she released an EP earlier this year, but her new digital single, Water, that came out in May is fabulous. I cannot get enough of it and this was a song that I instantly fell in love with my first listen I immediately hit the plus sign I listened to multiple times that day and her vocals are so smooth she you can hear her range in water to the point that you're just like wow what else can she do if she's showing her range in this I would like to hear other things as well I feel like it just gives you, Water gives you this taste of what all her other songs are because she just showcases so much in it. Not to mention, it just is a very soulful track that has the notes of R&B and jazz and pop to it. And Sincere, all her other music is a mixture like that. She has some songs that are very jazzy. She has some very R&B type songs and she has some more poppy ones. And it's just a variety that water displays and it sucks you in. And not to mention, I love the lyrics to it. You really listen and it's something that just moves you. It's also easy to sing along with. I, I just love her transition in the verses and the chorus. Just everything about it 
is amazing. And this is what I really needed in an artist. I feel like last year, I didn't discover as many new artists as I hoped. But this year, I have hit the ultimate jackpot. And Sincere is one of those artists that immediately pushed her way to not just a top three of the year thus far, but also a contender for my top artist that of this year. And that was also a surprising and unexpected thing. So I know she is a newer artist, and I, I don't know if this is your... Ken and Gray, I don't know if this is your first time hearing about her, but what did you think of Water? Yeah, no, I loved Water by Sincere. I, I thought it was an amazing track, and uh, it came at a really good time because I, it's in the like if if you've been you know listening you know I've been talking about a lot lately you know the general stuff I've been listening to is really in line with you know what the song is doing that that kind of R&B soul fo- uh, soul feeling with a, like a little jazz thrown in there uh and uh so this really I, you know I I never heard of it until this episode but you know I I it's what I've been on a kick on lately. Uh, so when I heard it, I, I immediately fell in love with it. Uh, it is really good. Uh, I love the melody to this. Uh, it has like this really, it, it's moves at a really good pace. Uh, it's catchy. Uh, and Sincere's vocals in it are just done so well. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this uh, quite a lot. And I would love to hear more by sincere because th- this was a standout performance and uh i i hit the plus sign uh on on this and uh i really really loved it I- i'm probably going to be listening to it uh go back and listen to it uh many many more times because i i really enjoyed this uh i thought this was a great pick luna yeah overall i really enjoyed my time with sincere with sincere with water as well it was a very very good composition vocals mixed just as water ha 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 very very well overall with the composition i really do like the the low beat style that they had that she has done for this track and i really really fell in love with it i've also pushed the plus sign on it as well thank you i'm glad to hear you both enjoyed it and I mean, she's definitely an artist to look out for, I feel, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing what else she'll release this year. So moving on up to my number two track, and uh, this is a tough one, uh, but I it I had to pick either the song that I enjoy the most or the song that I think technically is better. And I... I had to be true to myself, and so I went with a song that I just enjoy a bit more. So uh, my number two pick is Baku Baku by Psychic Fever. Uh, I've been talking about it on the show the past one or two episodes. Uh, It's the first track on this Psychic File 1 by Psychic Fever from Exile Tribe, which is one of the newer newer Exile Tribe's uh, juniors groups. I, I love this track. Now, I will admit that Forever, which was released earlier in the year and is the last track on this al- mini album, is 
a technically a much better song and it's a much better showcase of their vocals by a hundred percent. And and you know if I was gonna say hey check out this group I, that would be the probably the song I pick. But I love Baku Baku. So Baku Baku is just this. It's a fun dance number. It's more of an upbeat. It's not like a hard in your face dance, but just kind of like the you know like. I guess like the best way I could describe it would be like maybe like early aughts Backstreet Boys sort of kind of thing that just kind of like upbeat uh, singing thing. Uh, and I love like, you know, the song is about, you know, a guy falling in love with a girl because, you know, he's talking about, you know, what his heart does every time he sees her. It goes Baku Baku. And I, I do. I, I like it. It's catchy. And, 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 you know, one of the things is, I am a sucker for catchy music. It, it doesn't have to be good. If it's catchy, I will like it. So I I have loved this track. I listen to it all the time. And Psychic File number one, you know, Psychic File one is just recently has been just something I listen to all the time. Uh, and actually, I need to stop listening to it. I've got other things I really should be listening to, but I keep coming back to that because I, I really like Baku Baku. I like that whole mini album, but you know, it kicks it, it kicks off that mini album so well, uh, and I just I love it. Uh, even though I usually skip highlight, which is the second song, but I, I do I, I love Baku Baku, and it's just it's one of those fun dance numbers that you you typically get from boy groups like this. Uh, and I, I did. I like it, and uh, I think it's just a fun track, and I've just been enjoying a lot of it. Uh, Ken, what are your thoughts on this? So overall, I think you said it correctly here. It's a it's a very nice, very nice beat song. The thing is, like for me, when I look at this, I go, mm, "It's LDH." So I, I already know to expect a specific style. Especially with XL Tribe. Especially with a specific style that they always do. But I came out very quite surprised because this is not what I was expecting. I was very surprised about that. Not to say that it's bad that I'm not expecting a usual song by LDH. But this is good because this is how they're going to start to differentiate themselves from their other XL Tribe older brother groups here. And they kind of need to do that because of the fact that you have two or three groups within Exile Tribes that, honestly, if we didn't do an interview with one of them, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you what's the difference. <laughs> and the one thing that I really do like from Psychic Fever from overall is they pick a middle-of-the-road lane, and I don't mind that overall. I mean, you're going to have to pick a lane eventually of what you want to be, and they kind of does that do that for the other songs. I'm, I'm believing that, so. But overall, Baku Baku is a very, very good representation of what this group is probably going to try and be, and I didn't mind that at all. I will tell you, uh, there are a couple of tracks on Psychic File 1 that is much more in the traditional LDH style, if you want to put it in a certain way. Like like I said, I skip Highlight because it's like a dime a dozen song. Well, if you look at their singles, are they any of their singles? 
Uh, no, I mean, they only have like a handful of singles. It's not. Yeah, but they, you always I mean, they don't put, have a you, whole lot. You always put your singles onto your your album or mini album because uh, that's true. Psych- your psychic file one is technically a mini album. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and like like a uh, I know like Swing of Soul was definitely there uh, or not Swing of Soul. Um, sorry, I got my my wires crossed. Uh, Forever was the last single that they had released up until that point. And, uh, uh, yeah, Baku Baku and Forever are the two singles that they've dropped this year. And, you know, that that is definitely, you know, more of a, those, both of those songs are more of a vocal focus sort of style, if that makes sense. Like to I said, the, Forever is... To the top te- and, and Rich and Bad as well. Yeah. Was also released yeah, this like year. I like to the top. <laughs> I like to the top. Oh, okay, there's there's no date below to the top, so I I missed that. And yeah, rich and bad. Actually, I don't think I've heard rich and bad. I'll be honest, because it's to the top actually. was in February, and rich and bad will probably in January. Yes, it was. Yeah. So Baku but. Baku was interesting. I mean, I knew what I was getting. I saw it with LDH. And I do really like LDH. I I mean, yeah, do I know what I'm getting for the most part with the Exile Tribes? Of course. But at the same time, I'm also prepared. So I, I was surprised at Baku Baku. I, it had a nice beat. It did feel like your typical run-of-the-mill type of thing. You know, middle of the road. But I still had fun with it. I think they do have good vocals and I would love to hear them slow it down and see what they can do. So I, I haven't, this is the first song I've honestly heard by Psychic Fever from Exile Tribe. So it did, I will say it intrigued me to check out some of their other music. Although at the same time, I feel like a lot of the tribe groups kind of, like Ken said, you know, sometimes you can mix them up. I will say I do love Ballistic Boys though. Just because there's a couple songs I really like. I like Some Some Baby. But I, I think Baku Baku was fun. Can you get it mixed up with some of the, one of the other tribe groups? Being honest, yes. But you know what you're getting. It was... It, it was... I don't know. I liked it. I didn't quite hit the plus sign on it. But I had fun with it. So... And... Looking at the members, that's interesting. Sorry, I'm going to have to look up some of these members later. I'm very curious. But it does have some... I like some of the rap in it. I like the vocal work. I like the mixture. If you're looking for a fun summer track, I do recommend checking it out. And I can totally see, Gray, why you like it and why you're listening to it. Because it is something that really I could see getting your mood up and really getting you active and going. Yeah, Luna, I, w- I will say you, you mentioned you want to hear like a slower track, but I'm telling check out Forever. It's a ballad and their vocals are on point. Very good. Like like I said, I I, I was torn between two because I, I love both these songs very well, but I, I lean toward Baku Baku because of my personal taste. But technically, Forever is the superior song. So so definitely, you know, you know, I can only pick one because I want I want to be fair. Uh, and so, but Luna, if you want to hear them, like what they can do vocally, check out forever. You won't be disappointed. I promise. 
Thank you. I will make sure to check it out. And with that, Ken, what is your second pick so far this year? So for me, it would have to be See You Again by Syrup. And honestly, if you've been looking at my Ongaku Goes, you, you'll understand why. Syrup has been having a very, very good 2023. Very, very well. I've been loving his releases that he has done. Blue Blur is absolutely fantastic. That EP is top to bottom, really, really good. And it ends with See You Again, which I think is a fantastic song to end with because it gives us such a good message that eventually I will see you again, no matter what happens in the world kind of thing. And this really shows how much Syrup, you know, as much as we equate him with the more... more R&B style now we kind of forget that he's an absolutely fantastic rapper as well he hasn't done that over the last couple of years since he moved into a major label but with Blue Burr he really leaned heavily into that old style of, of rap that made him famous in the back in the indie days and I really really appreciated that very much so and I love it love 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 it hearing See You Again yeah, so I am so glad you picked See You Again. And it's another reason why I always enjoy when you pick something, especially with Syrup. I agree, Syrup has had a great year because that EP he released, Blue Blur, is fantastic. I mean, Speak Agete, Fine Line, and See You Again... And See You Again is just, his vocals are amazing. The composition, it's just like this perfect blend of the R&B soul I want. And I feel like also it's a good reminder of one of the reasons I love Syrup and just hearing tracks like See You Again and just this Blur Blue EP in general is a reason why he is up there. And not to mention... I just love the compositions he does. I feel like he's just so good at his craft. And this is just the perfect way to hear it. Yeah, no, Luna. I think uh, everything you said was on point. And if I if I had one criticism of the song, it would be that it's actually a little too short. Because uh, <laughs> I, I would love for it to go on a little bit longer than what it does. I mean, it clocks in it. 308 just 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 when it gets into a groove it ends yeah (laughs) exactly it's just like man like you you get it and you're feeling it and you're just like your your head's bobbing and you're just like oh it's over with ah man uh but that's i don't know that to me that's the sign of a good song It, it leaves you wanting more and i you know that's that's a good song right there uh just in that alone uh, so I, I, I did. I love this. Uh, I hit the plus sign on this one. Uh, just absolutely great. And it's a good reminder. Like it, it's syrup. It's always just a guy, you know, it seems like every year, like syrup has like at least one song in your top five, Ken. And, and I love when, when you pick a syrup song, cause I, you know, I get to go back and I get to hear syrup. I, I really should favorite him on 
Apple Music, so when he drops something, I can just be like, oh, okay, here it goes. It makes it a lot easier to follow certain people because, man, it's like I've not been keeping up with Syrup, and it's a shame because, you know, I saw in one of your Ongaku goes that you had picked Speed uh, Agete, and I had checked that out and hit the plus sign on that one too. And, and so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and uh, see you again, I think, I think is better. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, it is this nice goodbye song, but it's just uplifting. You know, usually when you have, like, a goodbye song, it's like this sad, sappy, emotional song. But this is just this fun, upbeat number that works really well when they hear Syrup rap. Uh, you know, it's, you're right. It's something that we haven't heard in a while. Uh, and he, he knocks it way out of the park. He should do this more, really. Uh, but... You know, I'm happy with what I can get, and this was absolutely fantastic and just a great pick. Yeah, if you if you if you guys have the chance, go watch the music video. The music video is also really really good. Cinematography wise, it's very very well done. So, but with that, let's continue on to our top song of the year so far for 2023. Let's start with you, Luna. All right, so my favorite song thus far this year, honestly, it might not be a surprise because I've talked about it a couple times and it has been in heavy rotation since I heard it. And that is Work by Millennium Parade and Sheena Ringo. And I know I talked this uh, talked about this track in our collaboration episode, but I have literally been obsessed with this since I heard it. And it's not super often that a song that was used in an anime immediately jumps up into my top. And I will say I do have tracks that I love that are part of anime in general. But hearing work before it was used for Hell's Paradise, I I loved the track. And I think also it didn't help that watching it each week, I heard it more and more. But I already had it in heavy rotation upon release before I even heard it attached to the show. Then just hearing it attached to the show, it just became more prominent in my mind. And even though the show has ended, it's still been in my heavy rotation. I love the beat. I love Sheena Ringo's vocals. Just everything about it. I think Millennium Parade and Sheena Ringo teaming up is just such a great match. And is this as out there as a lot of Sheena Ringo's other music? No, it's not. It's not anywhere near out there as some of her other songs. I And I personally love Sheena Ringo for her unique composition, her weirdness. I love that about her. Does this feel like more just middle of the road, Sheena? It does. Does it work for me? Absolutely. Is it a track that I've just constantly enjoyed? Absolutely. I I just feel this is one that is completely registered with me and I, I can't get enough of it. So since this was one of the ones in my top rotation that I've listened to so much so far this year, such a short amount of time, I just had to have it as number one. And I know we talked about in the collaboration episode, but is there anything else that Ken or Gray that you wanted to add to it? Uh, well, yeah, you know, I'll add just a little bit because, uh, you know, I haven't listened to it since since that episode. And, you know, it was nice going back and listening to it. I do like this. I 
you know, I I think Shinoringo is a, a really difficult artist for me because on one hand, I love her voice. I really love her vocals, her singing style. Uh, I really just love the way that she does she sings and the thing of it is is I'm, I've always like her compositions are hit and miss with me because like she goes kind of goes out of boundaries for for my taste if that makes sense <laughs> uh, and I, you know her teaming up with Millennium Parade it, it works now uh, I do not see I, I I told you this off air Luna this isn't a song that I don't know if I would intentionally listen to, if that makes any sense. Uh, but I did like it. If I, it, This is good. This is more kind of like in that line. It, it is a fun track. Uh, and, you know, there's... I can... It sounds like everyone involved is having fun doing this. So, which is what I like, especially in collaboration. So, you know, I, I liked it quite a lot. Just... It's, it's not something like if I was driving down the road, I would put on. Uh, and that that's one of the things holding it back for me. But I, I can see why you like it. I can see the why it appeals to you, Luna. And I do think it's a good song. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if those two ever pair up again because they seem to work really good together. Yeah, overall, I... You know, I think it's a very interesting collaboration as well. Doesn't match with... Either both <laughs> both styles for both Millennium Parade or Shinoringo. And that's actually very interesting overall if you really think about it. Because it doesn't sound like a traditional Shinoringo song. And obviously it's, it sounds like a very interesting Millennium Parade song. You know, as much as I give Millennium Parade some flack here. And... I thought it was really good. Personally, I'm I'm not a huge fan of everything overall, but there are some very interesting points that I heard throughout this track that I found amazing. So, thank you. I feel like it was unique to both artists, and I think that's one of the aspects that really pulled me in. And Gray, going on, what is your number one thus far this year? So th- this is a song that I am really, really excited about. I-, I fell in love with this song the first time I heard it. Uh, it has been on repeat uh, since I heard it, and it is, uh, it- it's going to be a hard song to beat for m- my number one of the year uh, because of just the execution, uh, just everything about this song I have absolutely adored since I heard it. Uh, and that's Mask in Love by Kenya Fujita. Uh, this, Kenya Fujita in this one song says that he is a force to be reckoned with and to keep a very close eye on him. Uh, he is an up and coming artist. He has yet to release his first album. Uh, but there is so much potential that he has. And you hear it all in the song with this his vocals. Uh, they're just... Angelic. I, I I don't want to overhype it, but it's just I can't think of a better way to describe it. Uh, he's just the way he sings this song is done so well. Uh, the composition that matches his vocals, it works. It just it's this nice, like I I can describe it as a '90s R&B track, and it just it fits in line with that style so well. 
and I have been craving more of this since I heard it. And this song is the reason I've been on an R&B insult kick, uh, is this one song right here. So I have been addicted to it since I heard it, uh, and I am just absolutely in love with this track. I cannot wait to see what he does. Uh, like I said, uh, when, when I list, mentioned what I've been listening to, you know, his latest single is really good. And like I said, Kenya Fujita, I am eagerly anticipating an album drop because I am, I am very eager to see what he can put together for an album. Uh, and I can't wait. I can't wait. I Mask in Love really just rocked my world in a way I wasn't expecting. And I, I've just been digging this song ever since. And I I just love it. I can't praise it enough. Uh, but I've been talking about this song for a while. Uh, Ken, what did you think of Mask in Love by Kenya Fujita? It's a very, very interesting song overall. I'm very very interested in this artist after listening to mass in love so you know your constant talks about him have really worked overall now because of the fact that you have now switched over to this side now i can finally recommend music to you it's very easy now to recommend music to you because i don't know what you listen to anymore and <laughs> and because i've been avoiding this style of music because you have always been turned off by it beforehand so uh, i i gave up i threw my hands up and gave up like two years ago ever recommending soul and r&b because of the fact that you just never liked it whenever the handful of artists that i did give so now the fact that you're starting to get into this style which i like literally you're just following me just several years later I, I'm just loving looking at this in real time now. And it's very interesting that listening to Mask in Love, I can see a lot of your, your points with him. Fujita is an amazing vocalist, and I really can't see... I can't wait to see what other songs he does. His composition, while for specifically Mask in Love, is just... It's overall very, very simplistic. I'm really looking forward to other songs that he releases to up that composition so much more and to see how that mixes in with his vocals so i absolutely love mask and love and this was very unexpected to be honest i was not a, i didn't anticipate a full-out r&b ballad that is so well composed has such amazing vocals no offense gray I could see this coming from Ken, but I didn't expect this one from you. So this was a pleasant surprise. And I absolutely loved everything about this track. Just so well done, soulful. You feel the emotion coming through Mask and Love. And I absolutely loved that about Kenya Fujita. And not to mention when I heard this immediately, I wanted to check out some of his other music because this song was so good and just how he utilized his vocal capabilities and it just absolutely amazed me and I did notice he actually has a EP coming out very very soon 
And I'm excited to check that out now. And Mask in Love is a part of it. It'll be released on... Actually, by the time this episode is out, it will be out. So Mask in Love is on there. And I just... I was just blown away. This easily at all the ones you chose, Gray, was obviously my top one. And it just was phenomenal. Yeah, no. And I didn't pick it for shock value. <laughs> like, like I'm being like, like, like I, went, I was very honest with, uh, you know, my feelings and, and stuff like that. But when uh, I knew when you guys heard it, you might do a double take because this isn't something I typically like. <laughs> and, we have to and, go and against enjoy, every single yeah. time I recommend an artist like this two years ago. That's why I gave up giving up. I was like, hmm, this is very interesting. <laughs> give, give me time. Like, like, like I've always been kind of open with the I, I'm growing as as a person as uh you know uh, a critic and, and like and, I, and, and like I've said like I've said prior. You're just me just several years back. And it's come to fruition because of the fact that immediately what happened at the top of the year, or I would want to say mid of last year, you started going against the 48s for the most part. And for the most part, a majority of the 46s besides, besides, um... Hinatazaka. Besides Hinatazaka, for the most part, you went against all the 48s and 42nds, 46s. And beforehand, you would, I didn't think that was possible because you were ended up loving a lot of the idol stuff. And then you started really getting into Bish again, which is right around the time when we started doing the show, I was into Bish. And then after that, uh, you went pretty hard on idols for a little bit. And and then I moved on to R&B Soul Fusion, and now here we are. Here we are in 2023. Just you know, how many how many years have we done the show? Close to five years now. <laughs> you, you know, I, I do what I can uh, to get to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just pretty funny. Like I said, I've said it before that you like it's just funny to see you become me eventually over time, and here we are. <laughs> Which reminds me, I think you would really like Ghost Like Girlfriend now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Uh, I, I know you're a huge his, fan his of His latest song with yeah. Foy, um, Bye Bye, is really, really freaking good. I would highly recommend it, by the way. <laughs> Side note there. But with that, if, if there's any more add-ons there. Nope. I'm good, yeah. And with that, let's continue on to my top song here. And, you know, it's not going to be surprising if you know who the artist is. It is Nesting by Kieran G. Not not too surprising at all. You guys know how much I absolutely love Kieran G. Kieran G, Syrup, uh, Tendre has always been in my top five list. Somehow, some way, in some mixture. And this is no, mix, no mistake here. Kieran G with Nesting is absolutely fantastic. You talk about a a group or a music project that we've what have i been harping on over the past like six seven months now there's been a trend of music or bands trying to hint over that older style without bringing it into the modern age kiranji does that very very well granted it is city pop but it is very very modernized takes about older style of music because kiranji has lived through it and with nesting, it does that balance very, very well. 
Yeah, no, uh, this was absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, I hit the plus sign on it. Uh, I really like Nestling. Uh, and I, I, I said right, right from the beginning, this is my absolute favorite track uh, that you picked. Because uh, it is, it, it's uh, it, it's a song that, man, it, it feels like it has like an old soul to it. Uh, but it feels fresh at the same time. And that is such a hard tightrope to crawl, uh, to walk. And, uh, you know, he, he nails it. I, I mean, it's like, it's just, just done so well. And this is fun, upbeat number. It's very catchy, uh, which is my weakness. Uh, and I, I did, I, I really like this track a lot. I think Karen G knocks it way out of the park. Uh, and it is just really really good and uh i I think this is an i can easily see why this is your number one ken uh is just a really well done track and uh i really like it i think it's fantastic so yeah i mean i'm familiar with kirenji and it's no surprise that they ended up thus far this year on your list Ken I mean Nestling is a great song and I love that I just like you said a lot of the bands are trying to capture that older style and with Kitty and G they just do it perfectly and I mean they've been around for quite some time too so I mean you know they got that I mean they're they're very established and they just know how to hit when to hit and they do that perfectly i mean their compositions their vocals i feel like with kirenji you even though you know what you're getting you still love it and you're i mean i'm trying to think of the word of this how to explain this it's like you know what you're getting but no matter how much you expect it, it still exceeds your expectations. And I feel like with them, that's what Nestling does. I I mean, I greatly enjoyed it. And even though I don't listen to Keaton G a ton, tracks like Nestling are what really brings me back to them and like, oh man, I really do need to go back and listen to them again because it's a song that really hits. But yeah, with that, you know, these are just our songs for the year so far. Honestly, they could change I probably not for Grey here, but for their top song for Massey Love here. But I can also think that for Nestling as well for mine. And do you think that work would be if we were to put placeholders right now? Would work be our number your number one here, Luna? Unless a song comes off and knocks your pants off, that is. Yeah, I mean, or it could switch with water too because. That's the thing. I feel like it's that time of day, so I'm going to see what I feel at the end of the year, but unless something really knocks my pants off, which could happen, I mean, there's some artists, like Millet's dropping her 5am album, there could be something magnificent off there, Imer is a new album coming out. Who knows what other artists are going to drop something new this year? Sincere could drop a new single that tops all of it. I mean, I feel like there's still so many unknowns. If we... Had the end of the year right now, it would be work, but I still feel like there's so much more to bring this year, music wise. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out. Like I said, I, you know, 
it it'll be a uh like i just i love uh mask and love so much it, it'll it'll be hard to see what tops it but it could be another kenya fujita song because <laughs> yeah he's dropping this ep and you can preload it on apple music uh and uh, i was like oh, okay yeah it'll it'll be out soon and i i'm i'm eagerly anticipating that uh or uh you know uh generations could drop something that blows my mind or like you know i it's like right now i don't see something beating it because usually uh as around this time of year my number one's kind of locked in I, I don't know why but usually like the my favorite song of the year gets dropped somewhere in june or may, may. it's just it's just the way it's always happened so it'll be interesting to see if my number you know if, if something does shake up my list because let's uh, just say this much mostly because we always include our apple music picks are usually or something that is within streaming if johnny's came out with something did you think that johnny's would be in the mix in there somehow usually because it's out of sight out of mind for our streaming stuff that's why yeah no uh, if so, if Johnny's did come to Apple Music, it I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you would definitely. It would. I'll say this much: Baku Baku wouldn't be my number two uh, mm. if Johnny's hits uh, Apple Music. But I, well, number one's a little tough. But, the thing is, know. the thing is, you know, it doesn't necess- It doesn't necessarily need to be on apple music it just needs to have released in 2023 so so it's 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 like you said it's a matter of you remembering (laughs) out of sight out of mind not not only that but (laughs) like you said out of sight out of mind you know with johnny's stuff it's like well i get to listen to it when you know if i want to go on youtube manually type in the artist and blah blah I'll listen to it. And there's been a few King and Prince songs I did that with. I do that with Nani Wadanshi from time to time. But overall, like, I do 98% of my music listening through Apple Music. And it's just... It's also... Well, I mean, it's also a change of, of, of perspective as well. Because also, YouTube Premium is very, very big in Japan as well. To the point that, I mean, Syrup was an ambassador for YouTube for a while for uh, YouTube music. So it's not so much out of the realm of you could get YouTube premium and just do it that way. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I thought about getting YouTube premium, but I, I, I got so many subscription services. So <laughs> uh, you got to make decisions sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a, an, a way of us as, outsiders not of in the japan region to be able to listen to johnny's songs in a a quote-unquote digital format here but i i digress here for me honestly i don't know if kieran g is going to be number one i honestly don't know tendre could honestly make release an album and sweep and blow the pants off out of me for this but i have a good feeling that all three of my songs will be in my list in some sort of fashion it's just a matter of where i mean also see you again has also been growing on my list and charts as well so hell that can actually go above nesting as well for me so it just it's just a matter of what is going to probably come out within the next three months because usually by the time of I want to say October. I usually don't have anything new for me. 
But I am also like you, Gray, where for the most part, in years prior, I always had a number one song even before the year end or even by June. Hell, if if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, let me just take a look back here. Yeah, my my one of my top songs of the year was Shock and Subtitle. Shock was released in February of last year, so there there are op options of it being already set, and and Yuki Kagero was released in March of last year as well. Yeah, and the thing of it is, is I know recency bias is a thing. But and, also, but also heavy but, rotation bias is also a thing as well. Well, the heavy rotation bias is a thing, but also you know songs that drop earlier in the year, uh, you just you have more time to spend with that song than you do something that drops in October or November or, or something. So so you know sometimes like you know you just develop even though there's good stuff that drops in those months. Just you know, by you know, by the time December rolls around, like I'm, I'm very attached to certain things and certain aspects, uh, because I've spent, you know, the bulk of the year with these these songs. Because you know, uh, like you, like you said, like heavy rotation bias is a thing. It's like I'm going to be listening to Mask in Love, uh, probably through December. No, easily, I'll be like, hmm. you know, it's like eh, I'm having a day. I'm going to go back and listen to Mask in Love. Uh, so especially since it's going to be on that EP that he drops, so I can just put that on now and let it loop, and, and I'll have six songs I'll listen to constantly. So, <laughs> uh, like I said, but like like Luna said though, I mean it's we're ha we're a little over halfway through the year. There's a ton of time left, and there's no telling what's going to drop. We're not diviners, so it, it'll be interesting to see like how the year shakes out because. Uh, also, like, like you know, my, my tastes are, are ever-shifting, so you never know. You never know with me. Yeah. But, yeah, with that, I want to say thank you for listening to this wonderful episode of Ngaku Do You. Give and follow our lovely affiliates, Cardi Hunter, who is a retro streamer. You can check him out at touch.tv slash Cardi Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out Timurtaf, who is another retro streamer you can check him out at twitch.tv slash streamertaft t-i-m-b-r-t-a-f-t you can also check out your sister luna rose who is streaming all the wonderful things probably is very excited about the new patches for final fantasy 14 but you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty r-a-i-n-s-t-a-r-k-i-t-t-y you can also check out our resident artist fangirl has no name you can check out her lovely stuff at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name f-a-n-g-i-r-l-h-a-s-n-o-n-a-m-e you can also check out the podcast where me lou timber and fangirl talk about the lovely gaming news called podasaurus this week we will probably be talking about the latest legend of zelda game it'll be very interesting because i haven't played it yet and i'm going into a full spoiler cast of it so it'll be a very interesting topic overall of me asking what happened? What? Who who died? What? Why did he lose his arm? If you want to hear that lovely ramble, look, listen up at by searching Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me personally on on Twitter, or I should say on X at at otyken one. Where I talk about Bang Dream, I Iba, Robocall, Harobo, and Joshi Pro Wrestling. Where can we follow you, Luna? 
you can follow me on several of the social medias, such as the... Man, I just blanked on all my social medias. Okay, so you can follow me. <laughs> this is how you know you have way too many. So you can follow me on the Twitters, X. my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, Letterboxd, Serialized, Storyograph as Luna Maria 87 and you can follow me as Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram. I talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and I do recommend checking out my letterbox because I've been watching a lot of Japanese concerts, so there you can actually see many reviews from me and my ratings. It's all personal, so all my ratings are personal. It doesn't determine how good or bad our movie is or concert, so, but follow me there. And what about you, Gray? But uh, you can follow me on X, uh, at Ongaku Gray, where I post about what I watch and what I play. So if you're interested in what I'm up to, if you want to follow me, just follow me there. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of Ongaku DU. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Jamatane! And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.